Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. By Short & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Sewers on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. Stephanie Regal is a broadcaster and editor of Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Someone famously said that travel is the only thing you can buy that makes you richer. And while travel can be very expensive, no one can deny that getting out and exploring new lands enhances the human experience. It can also enrich those who make a living in the travel industry. That industry has changed a lot over the last 20 years as the internet has diminished the need for traditional travel agents. But the digital economy has also opened up all sorts of new opportunities for the DIY traveler who blogs and shares advice with fellow travelers. Such is the case with our first guest today, Astrid Clements. She first set out on her own to see the world at the age of 19 when she traveled solo to Germany. In the years since, her adventures have brought her around the globe. In 2015, Astrid decided to turn her passion into a profession when she launched a website, Astrid Solo Travel Advisor, which offers advice on everything a solo traveler needs to know. Through blogs, essays, pictures and maps, Clements shares restaurant reviews, hotel recommendations, unforgettable taxi rides, and practical tips on everything from changing currency to haggling with merchants in the market at Marrakesh. Astrid, it sounds like so much fun, and we're interested to hear how you monetize this concept. So welcome to Out to Lunch. Well, thank you, Stephanie. While Astrid is forging new ground as a travel blogger, my next guest is finding new ways to provide one of the more traditional services in the travel industry. She is Terry Howell, owner of Dream Cruises, a full-service travel agency that specializes in booking cruises all over the world. Like Astrid, Terry caught the travel bug as a young woman when she was a flight attendant, and after hanging up her wings, she went to work as a travel agent, eventually opening her own firm, which has now been in business for 25 years. It's a business that has seen a lot of change, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, over the past quarter century. And Terry, we want to hear about those changes and, and how you're weathering them, so thanks for being with us today. Astrid, I'm going to start with you because your new business is unique for a couple of reasons. You're building a business based off of a blog, but also because you target the solo traveler and especially the female solo traveler. I have to confess, when I first heard about you, I assumed you were either divorced or widowed or or single. And and then I found out you have a perfectly good husband at home, but you'd like to travel alone and you advocate for that. Tell us why. Well, solo travel uh, has really become a lot more normal and um, uh, accepted, I'd say, over the last 15 years when women uh, became uh, very important in the business community. And so that really started the trend. But I think that in general, uh, people, women, men, are more independent now. And uh, the way that they're socialized 
uh, has just made this more and more of a trend. And, and we see changing demographics, right? People marrying oh, later yes. or divorcing or not marrying at all, and so they get out and... Yes, the research that I did before I developed the blog shows that the, well, first of all, there's about, I'd say, 120 million baby boomers. Of that, there's about 55% are women. Mm -hmm. And of that 55% of the women, around 40% take a solo trip, some of them as many as four solo trips a year. And this is in the baby boomer category. Then you get to the people from 40 to 60, 65. Those are typically professional women, women who own their own businesses. Maybe they have uh, you know, uh, are divorced, but they have children, children typically in um, college, or they, they're kind of like, they still have a lot of responsibility. So they're the type of solo traveler that likes to just detach. They mm -hmm. just need to go off. They need to um, think. They need to enjoy things uh, without responsibility. And so uh, it, it's it's okay now, and there are a lot more hotels that cater to solo travelers. The restaurants cater to solo travelers in the way that they're uh, designed, their interiors are designed, how the service uh, is given to a solo traveler. So, and then the young, I mean, they're all independent. You know, they all, there's so many young people sure. that I see when I travel, and they just want to see the world before they really settled down. So but it, everybody wants to see the world. How do you afford it? I think that's one of the things you address in your blog is is affordable travel but but upscale travels at the same time. Right. The focus of my blog is affordable luxury ideas for the solo traveler. And that's not a paradox, affordable luxury. It is a paradox, <laughs> but let me let me tell you how uh, I came to this this focus. Affordable luxury is always kind of what I've been all about in terms of where I stay. I'm always looking for the best deal, but I want to stay in a five-star hotel. And there are affordable five-star hotels oh, out yes. there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, um, I I'm getting ready to do a blog next week on this beautiful uh, Palace Riyadh in Marrakesh. And this is a magnificent place to stay. It's only 20 rooms in this mansion. And there are a couple of other outdoor suites that have done, but it's on five acres in a beautiful palm grove. You have dinner in a formal Arabic tent. You eat your breakfast in front of the pool. That's $144 a night. No. Yes. No, and it's exquisite. <laughs> he has he has an Avery. I mean, they're butlers. Every, uh, uh, you you know. cannot stay in a Motel 6 on Pensacola no. Beach for $140 a no, night. No, 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 no. You find, well, first of all, the dollar is very strong right now. Sure. So everywhere around the world, you're seeing, you're getting a lot more value for your money. Uh, in fact, Stephanie, I know the last time we talked, you asked me where was my next trip, and I really hadn't decided anything in the near future. But I have decided because of Brexit, Mm -hmm. And uh, the strength of the dollar now against the euro, it's basically one-to-one, -one, which it go. hasn't <laughs> been like that. In like 30 years. In 30 years. So um, I started to think, well, I need to take advantage of this. I need to see for myself how much more affordable it 
it is because I just got back from going around the world and I targeted the countries that had a real good uh, conversion rate to the dollar. Well, uh, I looked at both Amsterdam and Venice and uh, I decided that Venice would be nicer in the fall and uh, I would try or go back to Amsterdam. I've been to Amsterdam several times in the spring when the tulips are blooming, which I have never been at that <laughs> time. So uh, the hotels, they're uh, typical. There's the Hotel Metropole, which is usually about $750 a night, okay. is now 300 I think, and $20 a night, half of the cost. And that is absolutely one of the tops. In Venice, like London and some of Paris, is extremely expensive. Sure. It, it, so my point is, is they have, and that's five star. They have a, a, a M Sofitel hotel. That's right. I think it's two twenty and another one. See, I'm so looking those at three. Really are very affordable prices, and and so I mean that that speaks to when you do the research and, and how much information is out there on your blog. I want to talk to you in a minute about how you plan to monetize this blog, because I know that's going to be key to your business model. But Terry, I'd like to bring you into the conversation. Astrid is the do-it-yourself traveler. You're the full-service travel agent. I didn't know, honestly, that there were many travel agents that's still right. out there. Tell us how your business is doing. What What is the market like, and, and who is your primary clientele? We don't have that many full-service travel agents left even in Baton Rouge, we only have very few. We At one time, back in the day, we had like 33 travel agencies. I think we're down to maybe six or eight storefronts. I mean, we have very wow. few agents left. But the cruise business is huge. And that's and a little different, right? That's a little different, that's a little different. Because I book a lot of groups, it's just very difficult to book those online. And unlike Astrid, I am completely single. No husband, no kids, <laughs> no grandkids. I mean, we're like polar opposite because <laughs> I not only own the business, I run it, manage it, do all the accounting, I do everything for it. So it's about a 20 hour, 18 to 20 hour a day job, seven days a week. Wow. So I've gotten most of my traveling out of the way, so now I'm at my desk. I got you. And my, my joy is servicing other families, other groups, um, mm -hmm. people who want to get out and have a good time. Since I don't have a family, I love, love, love helping other families. So, um, but it, I don't think people, maybe in Baton Rouge, a lot of people in Baton Rouge have never even been on a cruise yet, considering every one of our ships in the Gulf Coast are completely sold out with waiting list on them You're every kidding. single time they leave. Now, you w work with multiple cruise lines? Or multiple or cruise only, lines. Or you I'm specialize in right one? Right now, I'm one of the top um, 10 or 15 Carnival Cruise agents in North America. But it's only because we have such big numbers in the Gulf Coast where we're situated. You can get in your car and drive to Galveston, Texas mm -hmm. on a Saturday or Sunday, drive to New Orleans. So I have clients all over the world, but it's just the Gulf Coast has really grown the numbers. Um, when we uh, reopen Mobile, Alabama, the port of Mobile, Alabama in November, we're going to have um, about seven cruise ships. And it's wow. called backyard cruising, where you just get in the car, drive to the cruise port, no flying involved. Oh, that's so nice. Saves you a ton of money for the family. If you have extended family, you know, the grandmothers, grandfathers, sure. just like several generations go. We do family reunions on the cruises, every, every kind of group you can imagine. It's a big industry here in Baton Rouge, and a lot of people just don't realize A it. lot of the ships leave actually from New Orleans? From New Orleans. We have, that's nice. We have three ships in New Orleans right now. We just got, the, um, last year we got the biggest ship we've ever had in New Orleans. How big is it? Um, 
It's about 4,000 passengers that's with huge. about 1,200 huh? staff. Wow, that's Ooh, really big. Ship. That is and, and, big. and see, my clients, I have some clients who are so loyal, they're loyal cruisers, and that's what they want to do. They work hard for their money to take their families on these yeah. cruises. It's just a great value. Um, they're, they're waiting for the next sh ship to come out, the next ship. When we do the ship shuffle, we change the ships around so they're not always on the ship. Same, Same ship. Same one, okay. Yeah. And, and Galveston is huge. Galveston I mean, Galveston too. is just so, you know, geographically convenient to us. Now, and I know we're supposed to get some of these cruise ships to pass through Baton Rouge, but currently you can't book in Baton Rouge. No, we don't have any ships actually sailing from Baton Rouge, right. but we've got um, we've got one cruise ship that it actually is is more like a river cruise. It does right. the Mississippi River, and it's actually um, calling on it's porting in Baton Rouge for like a day, kind of like a day. Mm -hmm. And um, other than that, we have big plans for New Orleans, Galveston, and Mobile, Alabama. That's excellent. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for so many. What What are the advantages of booking through an agent as opposed to booking yourself? Well, I coordinate everything. It's really difficult what I do to do online. If you're doing a family reunion and they're coming in from all over the country, you're doing a church group, you're doing a, I do lots of high school and college reunions. I do any type of organization you can imagine doing groups. It, to coordinate everything, you just can't do it online. How mm -hmm. you know you have to? There's a there's an awful lot of behind the um, scenes work that has to be done, and so they call me. I coordinate everything. Everyone can pay on their own. You don't have to have a group leader pay anymore. That's how we did it in the old days. A group leader took care of all the little payments and everything. It, it's it's hard on one person doing all that. So I coordinate everything, and they rely on me to do it. So the internet is it's a double-edged sword because it's it's enabled us to do so much, but you still can't do everything that way. What I do, it's very difficult to do on, online, yes. Mm -hmm. If you were just doing individual bookings, it's, it's easier, but I, I do lots of individual bookings, but then we do, the group business is what is just unbelievable. That's it's just crazy. growing unbelievable, yeah. Let me ask you a question, Terry. Which uh, cruise lines do you find that have the uh, best prices for the solo traveler because that is one of the biggest deterrents for the solo traveler is this solo supplement which makes everything cost price plus a half. The cruise prices are based on double occupancy having really? at least two people in the room. It is, a, it is, I have um, lots of single travelers. You, it, it's surprising how many single travelers I've ha I have. But they have to pay for double occupancy? It's based, the, the pricing is based on double occupancy except for por a portion of the taxes. But you're, only, you're talking a very minimal amount of money difference. But this, the, the solo single business is really, really big and it's actually growing also. You're seeing um, the same trend oh, that I have, I have, is yes. capitalizing I, on. And, and that's why some of these larger companies are beginning to understand that if they do price it more fairly, that you will get even more travelers because it's a deterrent. I must tell you, when you look at uh, like an around the world trip, a luxury around the world trip with Abercrombie or uh, Kent or National Geographic, can cost anywhere from eighty-five thousand to a hundred and fifty-one thousand for only three weeks. Wow! And that's a big deterrent. And I went around the world for fifty days, and uh, my baseline cost ended up at about thirty-three thousand, thirty-two thousand eight hundred and sixty-eight dollars. Wow! To, that's great. Yeah. So that is a deterrent, and I think too. Uh, as there are more and more solo travelers, because really people are becoming 
more and more solo for various reasons. Mm-hmm. They either want to be or, you know, something in, uh, happens in their life that's life-changing. And so you go, most people do go through a uh, period that they're solo. So they're more and more, and I do think the, the industry, uh, the hotels, the cruise lines, et cetera, are, are realizing this is here to stay. It's growing, and they are changing, and it's great. Speaking of, of the solo traveler and the, and the issue of safety, I mean, is that a concern among your readers, among yourself, among your clients, Terry? I, actually, a lot of my clients prefer cruising solo because of the safety factor. They they think in terms of, well, they're not, you know, getting Walking out in, in different in, uh, strange towns at night, seeing, sightseeing. They're going to different islands or different, you know, European ports or anywhere around the world because I book around the world also. Mm-hmm. and but then they're back on the ship later that afternoon, so they're not really, you know, going around at night, touring by themselves and all, but they feel very comfortable and secure on the cruises. Would it, right. Would you, well, I of mean, first of all, I don't. everywhere by yourself. <laughs> yes. I don't go out at night unless I arrange with the concierge. Either I go to the theater, I have, a, you know, a car take me there and pick me up. Um, you know, there are certain things as a solo traveler that you just don't do, mm-hmm. and I don't do things like that. Uh, but, you know, I stay in five-star hotels. Once again, similar concept. You know, they have safety systems in place. Mm-hmm. Um, it, safety probably is the biggest a concern right now for for the American traveler. I well, have and with the global terrorism and the yes, situation yes, unrest, it's, yes. just, it, it's not even a criminal kind of safety concern, yes. but a terrorism well, safety concern. Well, the cruise ships have, I mean, they're constantly evaluating it every day. It looks like a big room, like the NASA engineers in Houston, these rooms at the cruise ship um, corporate offices, they're, they're tracking every ship, every where it's located, what the weather systems, the um, political systems in a certain town, constantly, every day changing, all day long. Yeah, I I always recommend before anybody considers going anywhere is to look at the U.S. State Department's website and there is a uh, section in it called the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program and it gives wonderful information, first of all, about any country. It tells you whether they're warnings or alerts. So number one, if there's a warning or an alert, don't go there at that time. Uh, There, you know, it tells you safety things, it do's and don'ts for women travelers. It gives you information about the culture. Then what you do is you can uh, put your itinerary uh, with the State Department. They know exactly where you're staying. They know your phone numbers, etc. If there's anything that happens, they will give you alerts to tell you what to do, you know, arrange with the hotel to get you to the airport. If you have an accident, you know, or there's some kind of issue, they can, you know, uh, give you great. assistance. So it's wonderful for the U.S. traveler. And that is one of the things that I recommend everybody who travels outside of the country now is to enroll in this step program and to put their trip itinerary into it because you never know. Astrid, you have so much good advice on your blog in the various posts and pictures and essays. How are you turning this into a business? I'm going to develop products and services that focuses on the uh, on the solo traveler, which are affordable luxury. Okay, the products and uh, yeah, pro- tell uh, us yeah. about the product. 
Um, I, uh, when I first came up with the idea, one of the biggest problems that people used to ask me all about was the packing. Oh, my God. Right. You know, what should I bring, Astrid, when I go here, blah, blah, blah. And even myself, who've traveled for so long, you know, the packing is really one of the top three stressors of travel. So I decided that wouldn't this be wonderful if you had a... Um, a suitcase that was already pre-designed uh, with four-day wardrobe and a 10-day wardrobe. And, uh, you know, with just pants, kind of a T-length skirt, you know, jacket, etc. Put it together, very basic, white, black, beige, gray, and, and have it affordable. So I, uh, I, I actually last night was talking to a gentleman uh, whose brother is a designer in Vietnam about the concept. Uh, I have a stylist at Saks Fifth Avenue <laughs> that has been, you know, so interested in what I was doing, and he knew this gentleman, so we talked about it. Bottom line is, is there are lots of products that uh, I feel like um, I can create, shoe bags, Boot bags, great ideas. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. It just, it just different things that make solo travel more pleasant and and that you can use. The third thing is basically to, um, you know, advertising now. The big companies and anybody they they're shifting their advertising dollars. This is one mm -hmm. of the reasons why bloggers have become more important because people are listening to their sure. opinions. They just don't want to be advertised to. The advertising, they kind of just don't, don't it, it doesn't catch them anymore. They'd rather hear something good or bad or read something than, than traditional advertising. My, my uh, game plan basically is to continue to develop my list of vendors uh, uh, and then uh, showcase them in my blog, etc. And then once I get enough followers, uh, I will uh, start talking about some kind of uh, relationship. You mentioned advertisers. Terry, how do you advertise? I am maybe again the opposite here. <laughs> I, yes, I have no blog. I go only by referral. Really? I'm extremely old, the old timey. There's still a niche of people there in Baton Rouge and surrounding areas, but I do have clients all over the world who want the old timey servicing. Really? It's yeah. literally the old timey servicing. They rely on me for everything. Some of these clients I've had for so, so many years, Stephanie, they go on three and four cruises a year. Wow. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm engaged with them every day for the rest of for my entire life, you know, uh -huh. for the rest of my life. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a very, I operate a very old-timey life and very old-timey service. How has the... Um the economy, I mean, I, I hear people are slowing down their, their spending here, even though the dollar is strong internationally. Have you felt that in your business, or, or do you sense it out there? I haven't seen it yet. Really? I That's good to yet. hear. No, we're growing. We're getting, we're getting bigger every day. What, is there anything do you think that we could do here in the Baton Rouge business community that would make it better or easier for you to do business here, to grow your blog, Astrid, for instance, or to, to increase your business, Terry? Well, I've been thinking about that because Baton Rouge really is kind of a big town, in my opinion. And there are not a lot of things uh, that I think are what I consider tourist destinations or something that would bring people here. But there's a lot of things to do here 
that uh, you'll enjoy. Uh, so I um, feel like that I'm going to focus, first of all, on what to do downtown, mm -hmm. where to stay, and what are the unique things downtown. Uh, the LSU uh, Museum of Art is wonderful. It is. Their art exhibit there with the uh, Louisiana art and how they present everything, their gift shop is wonderful. The Louisiana State Museum is wonderful. Yes, and uh, the old governor's mansion is mm -hmm. wonderful. You know, we've got Tsunami and a couple of other restaurants that are really nice, some great business venues. And, you know, also uh, live after five and, sure. and at night, et cetera. So if somebody's coming to Baton Rouge and where do they want to stay or, you know, a solo traveler, where should they stay or where should they focus their energies? Because, you know, Baton Rouge is a spread out place. But also, I, I really want to focus on the region, St. Francisville, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Prairieville, up all the way down the Mississippi River with the plantations, because there's a lot of historic things and beautiful things to see there. So Baton Rouge would be your, uh, you know, your base point, but you would be able to do other things. What, do you, uh, what about you, Terry? Do you see things we could improve here? That well, what I do is when I actually send the cruise document packages out to clients, like, for instance, I have a big family reunion that left on a cruise out of New Orleans Monday a couple of, you know, okay. just a few days ago. And I flew the extended family and from all over the country. Pe they've never been to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I include all the Baton Rouge information in That's there. That's wonderful. So I have them spread out sightseeing all over Baton Rouge when I have that opportunity. So it, it's really exciting for people who've never been here. And I send them to all the places you were speaking of. Do you think the unfortunate events here in the national spotlight that we've been cast in in Baton Rouge has has tarnished our image, you know, from the perspective of a traveler? They were very shocked this weekend because I flew them in, like, mm. Friday, oh. and they had a big <laughs> event. I had a big event for them Saturday, mm -hmm. and then I had some of them d different areas in town and hotels, and they were very concerned. Yeah. They were very, they came in from Los Angeles. Several families were in from Los Angeles, and, you know, just all over the country. But, yes, they were very, they called me. I was with them part of the weekend doing the events, but um, until they left on the cruise ship Monday, they were very shocked and concerned that their time, <laughs> I mean, there's no way we could have known that. It's going to take us a while to, yeah. to, to get over this yes, in, in the community here, sadly. We're almost out of time, ladies, sadly. This went so fast. Um, in 30 seconds or less, what, what's next on your agenda? Astrid? V Venice. Venice, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I intend to grow our business, particularly in the Gulf Coast, mm -hmm. and we'll just keep going from there. We're having bigger ships, more ships come in. And the cruise business is thriving in the Gulf Very Coast. Very glad to hear that. Yes. Well, ladies, I love your stories, and I'm ready to pack my bags and travel <laughs> the world. So you've inspired me, and I'm sure our listeners, too. So thanks Thank for sharing your insights with us Thank today on Out much. to Lunch. Thanks for asking us. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Astrid Clements, owner of Astrid Solo Travel Advisor, and Terry Howell, owner of Dream Cruises. You can find out more about Astrid Solo Travel Advisor and Dream Cruises by following the links on our website, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show was recorded live over lunch at Mansers on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansers is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer producer is Eric Merle, our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. 
You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's latest album, Puzzle, is out now. You can find out more about that at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services. To help clients succeed, Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. By Shewart & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, 